Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to another segment of Complete Wellness with Cindy, the Busy Woman's Cheerleader. This is the channel where women from all walks of life can stop by, get tools and resources to help them thrive 360 in mind, body, spirit, and finances. I invite you to stay connected, subscribe to this channel, and visit me online at thecindyrayan.com. Now for today's segment. Hello, beautiful people. This is Cindy, the Busy Woman's Cheerleader. So in celebration of Women's History Month, we're still celebrating each other. I wanted to share with you my small contribution to society. So it is being narrated by the beautiful Miss Kimberly Steele, a chapter from my most recent book, The Busy Woman's Guide to Holistic Health and Wellness, and it is available in stores and online near you. Chapter four, your mind in the midst. We've discussed in previous chapters how important it is for you to condition your mind to be in a constant state of gratitude. The same applies to your mindfulness. You must make a conscious effort to be mindful of what you're saying, your surroundings, what you're doing, and last but not least, where you're going. Be mindful of your mindset, and practicing mindfulness are also words that are used interchangeably when addressing the subject matter. Mindfulness is defined as the quality or state of being conscious or aware of something, while mindset is defined as the established set of attitudes held by someone. To be mindful is being conscious or aware of something, focusing one's awareness on the present moment. Just as you coordinate and organize your outfits for the day, matching the shoes with the purse to sheer perfection, you must also take time to organize your thoughts if you don't, you will get nowhere fast. Having scattered thoughts with no focus aligned to accomplish some type of purpose is like standing in the middle of a tornado's wayward winds, allowing yourself to be tossed all over the place. I love the passage of scripture that says, A double-minded man, or woman, is unstable in all their ways. James 1.8 KJV As odd as this may seem, look at this one as the prompt to focus on a given task scripture. Another passage that comes to mind right now is the one that states, For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. Proverbs 23.7, NKJV. If you don't think of yourself as capable, smart, and beautiful, how do you expect anyone else to think of you in the manner you choose? It's not about being arrogant. That's not attractive. It's about aligning your thoughts in a positive manner to yield positive outcomes. I've often spoken to my coaching clients about the importance of regulating their minds to control their thoughts, not allowing any negative thinking and the fear of a disastrous end consume them. I've also said the same thing about our hormones, but we'll discuss that at another time. Let's explore the power of the mind. For me, I consider my mind as the strongest thing in my body. Why? Because I am aware that my thoughts can and will manifest into something tangible in my life when I keep them focused and aligned on purpose, whether positive or negative. I believe that we do become our thoughts and that we attract what is in our thoughts if we concentrate on it long enough. Science tells us in varying exploits that the mind is inclusive of all of our intellectual and psychological neurons, in layman's terms, our information and processing messengers in our brain. I'm not here to debate science, 
nor do I have the energy to. However, if you consider the crown area of your head and look beyond your hats, scalps, and hairstyles, you will find your frontal lobes and the parietal lobes of your brain. The frontal lobes are essential to your abilities to have and use your cognitive skills. The ability to initiate a plan, organize, monitor your actions, and strategize to achieve a goal through expressions, movement, and managing your thoughts. While your parietal lobes are primarily responsible for how you perceive and interpret information, thoughts, facts, and ideas, these two lobes alone are strategically placed at the crown of your head by God and play a major role in how your mind functions. Though there are elements upon elements in and around our brain, I am convinced that there is a reason why God made these two lobes appear to be at least half of our brain mass. Think, think, think. I would say to my daughter, I began noticing at an early age that my daughter could not multitask efficiently like me. I gave up trying to teach her how because I began noticing when I gave her a list of chores to do, she would have a wide-eyed puzzled look on her face. I recall an instance when I noticed she'd not done something I told her to do. When I asked her why she hadn't done what I asked her to, she immediately started scrambling around in circles as if to look busy. I, in turn, told her to stop that and come to me. I told her that she didn't have to scurry around as if she understood the assigned task if she really didn't understand. I said, if you think, think, think before you move your body, you may not have to move your body at all. I explained to her the importance of not burning the body's energy without the need to, and that you never, ever attempt to do anything in life without first getting an understanding of what is to be done, thinking of the best way to do it, and then doing it. The mind and all of its faculties, in my opinion, is thin, like an onion skin, frail, yet it operates like a muscle. It must constantly be utilized in order to stay strong and operate at capacity. And just like any other muscle that has worked, a fitness trainer will tell you that sometimes the muscles need time to relax and recover from strenuous activity. The same applies to your mind. Controlling your mind helps to calm the mind and allows it to recover when needed. The mind is so powerful that it literally controls your body. That same mind can heal or make your body sick from stress. Have you ever heard someone say, I would die from the thought? This is true in the sense of allowing the stress from a negative thought to take you out. This would be the result of an individual that never regained control of their thoughts, enough to allow their thoughts to heal their bodies instead of hurting them. Being mindful. I've learned that if I maintain the mindset of not allowing my thoughts to go all over the place, soaked in my emotions during adversity, I triumph through that adversarial moment in my life. I've found that if I can stay calm, form rational thoughts of resolution, and then execute those thoughts precisely, I can work my way through an issue instead of feeling stuck and consumed by it. The worst thing you can do in a crisis is lose control mentally. There have been moments on more than 100 occasions when things didn't go as planned. Sometimes it wasn't by my hand, but by the hand of another. There have been instances where some news hit me so hard that I had to step back from it and force myself to deal with it later on, another entire day, to maintain my physical and mental health.
There have been times where I put myself to bed earlier than usual or went for a walk just to calm down. So what if it seems over the top? What you will learn as you continue integrating holistic wellness into your daily routines is that the most important aspect of it is learning to take care of yourself at a deeper level. Understanding that your self-care is in your hands and can be whatever you need it to be because it is your self-care. You must do what is healthy for you to get through a stated crisis. As we mature, we definitely learn to listen to our bodies, intuition, emotions, hearts, and thoughts more often. You should be gleaning insight from negative past experiences as to what to or not to do in the future. You should never allow those past negative experiences to consume you, determining and dominating your future. Instead, let it fuel your power, passion, and purpose to press forward. Busy woman, you've got too much life to live than to allow negative thoughts to occupy that space in your head for free. Being mindful of yourself is understanding that there comes a time when you have to tell yourself, at this point, it doesn't matter what happened back then. That experience is a part of my journey that I cannot change. It doesn't matter where I've come from. What matters right now is where I'm going. And I'm going to places people never imagined possible. The power of quiet. Don't ever be afraid to be alone with your own thoughts. Being alone with your thoughts forges your ability to be able to quiet your mind, be calm, and be in the moment. This quality, I believe, is our internal healing mechanism prompting us to process whatever it is that we need to process so that we can find resolve or work towards moving past a concern. Don't ever be afraid to tell the messenger of not-so-good news that you'll need to deal with this or that another time. I've progressed so much in quieting my mind, whereas when I get a phone call and the person says, guess what? I ask them if it's good or bad, because if it's bad, I don't think I want to know what it is. Please don't misunderstand my point. By no means am I saying don't be a good listener. That's important. Nor am I saying not to deal with an emergency at the time of. I am simply saying that through all your busyness, you're more than likely already stretched thin. Take the time to step back, calm your mind, organize your thoughts, and then respond. Responding and reacting are two different levels of cortisol amping up in your body. When you're in control of your mind and thoughts, you control how your body responds to your mind and thoughts. Reacting to a situation implies and infers confronting a situation. Confronting always seems to be combative in nature with a negative undertone. Hence the reason why confront is the root word for confrontation. Spending time alone with your thoughts will enable your mindful practice of quieting your mind and thoughts and your blood pressure enough to process information in healthy doses. Controlling your thoughts forces you to control what enters the gates of your ears, which then controls what you allow to enter your brain, resting on your heart and mind, creating positive or negative thoughts. Simply put, if it's not a do-or-die situation or not constructive information, don't let people waste your time and energy with useless ramblings of gossip that will neither increase nor decrease your health, wealth, bottom line, or life goals. As a busy woman, your time should be considered priceless, never taken for granted, and always utilized effectively. 
Here are a few simple practices you could try to quiet your mind. Prayer. Creating a relationship with God. Constantly thank Him for what He's already done in your life and sincerely seek Him for peace, guidance, and help in the areas that you need help in. Meditation. Meditation is an ancient practice used to quiet the mind, body, and spirit. One of the great aspects of meditation is that the best results come from being still in a seated position, lying prostrate, or in an outstretched position flat on your back. Some people will include calming music during meditation, while others will choose to be one with nature, quietly focusing from within. Visualization. Visualization goes back earlier in the chapter, where I mention how you become your thoughts. I believe visualizations require a bit of faith to see what you don't see already in a natural or tangible form. This practice allows you to use the power of your mind and thoughts to imagine the impossible with high hopes and aspirations. Go ahead and try it. You will find that by adding prayer and meditation to the visualizations, your thoughts will become your reality, bringing your dreams, goals, and desires into tangible forms. Focused breathing. Inhale, then exhale, slowly. As an adult, I now understand why my mother always told us kids to hold your breath and count to 10 when you get upset. Taking deep, long breaths not only opens your lungs to provide oxygen to the blood, but also is very calming and energizing. Air is the one thing, as breathing beings, we most definitely cannot live without. From a holistic health and wellness perspective, having focused breathing sessions is imperative to reducing your blood pressure, stress, anxiety, and many other emotional imbalances. Journal writing, open or guided. Journaling is beneficial because it allows you to record your thoughts, feelings, goals, accomplishments, etc. If you don't have one already, I would suggest you obtain my Busy Woman Self-Care Journal and Workbook as a companion manual to this book so you can follow along with prompts with the ability to add or remove pages. You can grab your customized copy at www.wespas.net slash coaching. To begin journaling, start by finding a place where you can be alone for around 30 minutes. Then retrieve an open journal page from the back of your customized workbook. Grab your current journal or a clean sheet of paper to write on. Now set a timer and write freely about whatever comes to mind. Do not edit or omit things as you write. Just write in a continuous flow until the timer sounds. This will help you uncover thoughts you didn't even know you had. After you've written everything, take a short break. You may have uncovered some uncomfortable feelings, so be kind to yourself. Pause, absorb, process, and take a few deep breaths. Next, when you're calm and ready, you can reread what you've written. Look at what you've written through the eyes of a therapist and try to dig deeper into what you're feeling. To dig deeper, take a different pen and highlight points that stand out or pose questions in your mind. Now, try answering these questions for yourself. Write the answers in your journal too. To dig deeper, ask yourself these questions. How long have you been feeling this way? When did this start? How does it make you feel? What are you feeling beneath the fear, sadness, or anger? 
Where do you think this comes from? How often do you experience these feelings? Why have you kept these things to yourself? Regardless of the outcome of what you discovered, know that you're not alone. Use your discretion in sharing what you've written or keep it to yourself. Always remember your thoughts are your personal rights to have. Along with your wellness and self-care journey, it is just that, yours. Love yourself first and everything else falls in line. You really have to love yourself to get anything done in this world. Lucille Ball Thank you again for tuning in to Complete Wellness with Cindy, the Busy Woman's Cheerleader. Follow me on social media at Busy Woman's Cheerleader. <laughs> Remember, together we write our stories, share our journeys, create memories, and leave our marks in history. Until next time, peace, blessings, and joy be multiplied to you. Ta-ta.